재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 당신은 중고차를 선택한 것이 아니다 당신이 선택한 건 최초라는 자부심이자 경기 없이 누리는 편리함이며 BMW만의 벽이 다른 책임감 당신은 BMW의 선택을 선택했다 BMW 프리미엄 셀렉션 Well, according to recent studies, the fish population in oceans across the planet are declining at a rapid pace after decades of overfishing and poor sustainability management. To learn more about this issue and what can be done to rebuild depleted fish stocks worldwide, very pleased to have joining us on the line Professor Michelle Kaiser, the Chair in Marine Conservation Ecology at Bangor University. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us, Professor As it stands right now, what is the current state of uh, marine fishery resources worldwide and which regions or fish stocks have been uh, notably or severely overexploited? Well, the organization which collects uh, statistics across the globe is the uh, FAO, um, which is the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. And they gather information on stocks of fish which are scientifically studied and managed. Of those stocks around the globe at the moment, 30% of those are currently considered to be overexploited. Um, 60% are considered to be fully exploited. So that means that they're being well managed and harvested at a sustainable level. And a further 10% are considered to be underexploited. I think it's important though to realize that those data are only gathered for those species of fish which we currently undertake scientific surveys for and where we have management regimes in place. So there are a lot of other um, species of fish and stocks of fish which, although they might be harvested on a commercial basis, we perhaps don't have those insights for. If we think about which um, regions of the world uh, have suffered uh, most over-exploitation, Historically, that was uh, North America and also um, uh, Europe, certain parts of uh, Northern Europe. Um, However, management in those regions has uh, improved very considerably over the last Mm. two to three decades. Um, The areas which remain um, problematic um, are still the Mediterranean, certain fish stocks in uh, Northern Europe and North America. Um, But large areas of the world, such as Southeast Asia, Africa remain very much um, unknown in terms of their status for us because of lack of scientific reporting. Are we then, as uh, some of the dire warnings have been uh, reported, uh, at a point of no return in your view in in the sense that these uh, dire predictions that within a few decades, basically, uh, there will be no way for the oceans to provide uh, fish as seafood for the world's population? I think those predictions are wildly um, overinflated, mm. and the, the majority of the world's fishery scientists would uh, agree with that point of view. Um, it's very much a region by region, um, uh, very different picture. Um, if we look uh, to North America and Northern Europe, New Zealand, and Australia, the uh, mistakes that were made in the past with overexploitation have been learnt. Um, and so we now have very good management. 
And for many stocks of fish where they were collapsed or overexploited, there are now very severe management plans which are put in place to reverse those trends, and, and they have been reversing those trends very successfully. We've seen in the North Sea, which is one of the most heavily exploited areas of the world's oceans, um, that we've managed to now start to recover very successfully the uh, cod stock in the North Sea, which was severely depleted and held at a very low level for a long period of time. So what that emphasizes is that where you have really good science and you have very good uh, management advice and the management advice is adhered to and you have good enforcement, then it's quite possible to have very sustainable um, fisheries. But in other areas of the world, for example, Southeast Asia, it's much more problematic. Um, those, many of those countries are struggling with scientific capability. They don't have the mm. capacity to go out and measure all the different species of fish that occur to account for what's being caught. And there are many, many more boats and a much more complicated situation. So I think the key message is that if we're to bring those areas of the world, um, turn them around, if you like, so that uh, exploitation is sustainable, we need to invest far more in science and we need to encourage those countries to implement good management practices. Is it then feasible if we can get some kind of multilateral agreement in place uh, that the success that you've pointed out in places like North America can be replicated in areas like Southeast Asia and we can, I suppose, go a long way as a global community in solving this problem? Well, I think you touch on a key phrase there, which is this idea of a global community, and FISH really highlights um, that sort of whole concept and idea because it's uh, such a global uh, market in FISH trading. Um, so it's in everybody's interest that um, more and more parts of the world have sustainable exploitation of fish stocks. So, for example, the UK relies on imports of uh, many species of fish and also um, crustaceans like prawns and shrimps. Um, from Southeast Asia. So it's in our interest, for example, in the UK, to ensure that there's sustainable fisheries in Southeast Asia. Um, I think there's a really strong appetite now. If you look at um, global international agreements, all of those are driving us towards much more sustainable use of the sea. The uh, Convention on Biological Diversity is pushing us to use more and more protected areas as conservation tools. Uh, many of the global targets are, are pointing us towards trying to achieve um, what's termed maximum sustainable yield targets, which are a first step in the direction of moving towards sustainable fisheries. It often feels like uh, there are some parallels with the, uh, la the large debate over climate change and what various countries around the world, what their responsibilities are. Uh, we know here in Korea or neighboring Japan, it is such a large part of the diet. Is there, a, is there also a need for, for the citizens of the world in various countries to also perhaps alter uh, their habits in terms of uh, aiding in this uh, overarching goal of sustainability? I would certainly agree with that. Uh, I think in, certainly in Western countries we've seen a greater tendency for consumers to look for um, fish, seafood products that are uh, certified as sustainable. Um, I think the, the general global hope is that um, citizens in other parts of the world will become more aware of these issues and will demand that the retailers that sell them seafood are able to account um, for where those products actually come from. And so the idea of citizens <clears throat> driving uh, a, a positive change 
and helping us achieve sustainable fisheries is, is a really strong idea. On the whole, the sense that we're getting is that uh, you would be an optimist as to the future of uh, marine life and, and the sustainability of the world's oceans in the long term? Well, it's good to be optimistic, but it's also very sensible to be aware of what the uh, problems are. And the biggest problem we face, of course, is a, um, uh, an increasing uh, population right around the world um, and an increasing uh, sort of level of personal wealth and therefore demand for high-quality protein uh, such as we get from seafood. And seafood, of course, is a very important part of our diet from a health uh, point of view. So it's going to continue to be extremely important at a global level. Um, I think that realization is going to drive people towards um, demanding that we're able to ensure that we can deliver um, you know, healthy seafood products that are sustainable going forward in the future. And over-exploitation is not the way uh, to do that. It, it will is a path to doom. Um, I think we understand what the consequences of that will be, and everybody uh, will eventually be focused on trying to ensure that doesn't happen. All right. We shall leave it there. Uh, Professor Kaiser, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Professor Michelle Kaiser from Bangor University. Seoul City News is up next.